Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. So, welcome everybody to uh, another episode of the Your Cinema Podcast, episode three. Yes, we're cracking on, we're cracking on. Um, and for those who it's their first time joining and, and being on the journey with us, like the Your Cinema Podcast is simply the place where we explore like the truth about the film and TV industry and hear it directly from those who are smashing it in their respective fields. And our guest today is no different. Um, a critically acclaimed actor, producer, uh, creative storyteller, um, you know, projects for YouTube, Netflix, um, feature films, like you name it, he's been there and he's seen it. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this, um, this interview and intrigued because like a lot of our, a lot of our guest success we're probably seeing in like the past few recent years, but he's been, he's been doing things for quite some time. So, and, and all the way from, all, all, all the way from Hollywood. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to introduce uh, Khalib Pinkett. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And just so you know, my dad added an extra E in my name, so it's pronounced Caleb, but it's spelled Khalib. So trust me, I get it all the time. No, no, it's fine though. No, no, no. It's no. all good. You didn't know that. And I mean, but you know what I mean? But yeah, just so you know. But um, yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Can't complain. All good. All good. Do you know what? I'm so happy you said that, right? Because in the lead up, in my mind, I kept calling you Caleb. And I was yeah. like, no, there's an extra E. So. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> it's, it's always throwing people up. I've, I, since I was in first grade, I always had to. So yeah, it, it, it's all good. I'm used to it. <laughs> all good, man. All good. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. So, right. Um... Just so people can get like some context and some background on you, could you give me like a rundown of some of the projects that you've done? Um, well, most recent, I mean, shoot, I've been on tons of movies, you know, for my whole career. That's how I got I got my start. Um, most recently, the the most successful project that I've done and had has been Cobra Kai. On started on YouTube Red and is now on um, Netflix. We're about to start our final season. Well, we already did, but had to stop for the strike and now gearing back up. As soon as the actors come back, we can we can do that. But that's mm -hmm. been that's been wonderful. But Cobra Kai is my most renowned like thing that I've done. Like that is my my own thing. Um, I've done a movie. I did a movie called Charm City Kings that I really really love. It's simply just because it was shot all in Baltimore on location. It's about the illegal dirt bike riders. It's a coming of age story about three friends making a decision and it changes their lives and relationships forever, which is, um, which I just love to, like I said, shot it in the city. That's where my family is from. At least my father's side is from Baltimore. So being able to take a movie there and shoot that and do what we did and nobody's able to do that. And they will never be able to do it again because the city is like, all right, after that, we're never allowing people. We're never having that many bikes legally on the street and all of that. So, it, but it, but so we got in and got out, but it was, um, yeah. it was, it was a wonderful experience. So like those two, I'm really, 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 proud of um i've been um uh on oh men in black three i did that one i did after earth i did i was on um bad boys three i was on um uh shoot uh collateral um um 
Collateral Beauty, Will did that when I was there for that. The the Suicide Squad, we were there six months in Toronto doing that. Like I've been on some of the biggest movies in in Hollywood, and and what I mean by big is I'm not solely meaning on box office success. I'm just meaning on the amount of money and that is put into a project. When you're on a movie that's a hundred million dollars, hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollars, that's a different type of set and a different type of of experience than somebody that's making a movie for five hundred thousand dollars or a million you know what i mean so there's there's levels and differences in that and so i've been on some of the biggest movies like ever made and so those that that experience really really um you learn you learn how to do this job you know what i mean like you learn it for real because everything means something everything you know what i mean when your days are three hundred fifty thousand dollars five hundred grand like a day (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things like that. Like it's a it's a whole entire different thing. So um I've I've had the 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 pleasure and the the turmoil of being on projects like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. Wow. Okay, now nah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, you know, like um I know in your career like you started off acting, right? Mm-hmm. But how did you how did you get into like producing particularly for like your first project well because just simply because i i i love storytelling right Mm -hmm. it's it's like there's a plenty of means to an end in storytelling right i just love it so acting was a means to an end right i was young Mm -hmm. then i was like 21 22 Right mm-hmm. when I was doing that, um, it, but it was all for for storytelling, and I got into producing because I came up with two movie ideas that uh, my brother in law was like, "Yo, like this is like these are amazing. Like, did you come up with these on your own?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know this and that," and he was like, "Well, um, I think you should make a pivot. <laughs> I don't think I don't think your skill is in acting. I think your skill is in this." And he was like, "And and in that area, if you're not writing it." You got to produce it, you know, if you're not writing or director. And so it, 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 I just moved into naturally into producing. I didn't even know anything about it, but it was what I had to do was help create story, come up with story, break story, as we call it. And that just means find the story in the idea. And to be able to help a writer by laying it out with the beginning, middle, middle and end, all the beats and all the emotional turns and all of that stuff. And you learned about character and like you learn why stories work or the, 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 the functionality of the, the how to, so to speak. Right. So yeah. that is what really, really intrigued me. But I didn't know that that's what I really loved. Cause see, I grew up, my mother is a devout Christian. So I was raised in the church and through the church, I had to be in church Sunday through Sunday is what I always say. It wasn't literally that, but it was like, it felt like that. Like I always had to go because she was like, she was what they call a mother of the church. So that means somebody that's involved in like everything from bake sales to Sunday school to, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, but, but, yeah. but with that, um, I, I was in church so much. I always, I had to know the Bible stories. Right. And I didn't know learning all of those Bible stories and why in like, what happened and why, because they're telling you what happened and what was going on because they're trying to show the glory of God, so to speak. Right. But it's also building your, 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 your IQ for storytelling. It's the same thing that you do to build a character. The, what do they want? Why do they want it? What's going to happen if they don't get it and what can go wrong? 
And then you're on the emotional journey of their of their experience. And Bible stories are perfect. They've been here for thousands of years, retold over and over again. So they they they're able to work out all the kinks, everything. So the story of David is a perfect story. You can't you don't it don't need no additions and you can't take nothing away from it. It's perfect as is the story of Moses, the story of Jacob, like they're perfect. So Samson, all of that. So in that I learned the art of storytelling innately, but didn't know then. And then when I was growing up, like in high school, junior high and high school, my favorite subject was history. I don't know. I just loved it. But history is story. That's all it is. It's about a man or a woman, somebody that is trying to accomplish something and maintain something. And you see everything that happened to them in their pursuit of that particular goal, right? They, they either make it, that's a happy ending, or they fail, it's a tragedy, right? So, so in that, I just had an innate sense of storytelling. I just didn't know that that's what I really wanted to do until it was brought to me. So that's, that's, that's what I'll say about that. Well, that's how I made that transition. That is amazing. I can tell, like, in terms of the craft of it, um, yeah, 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 you, you, you're, you're echoing some of the things, um, there's a, there's a director over here called Kobe Adam and, and story is so big for him in terms of breaking it down and helping communicate that to so many creatives. And do you know what, as you were speaking, I was just hearing him. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, you've really, um, you've, you've really studied it. Um, like given, given like your understanding of story and your clear passion, mm-hmm. right? Like what kind of stories do you want to tell? Well, you know, what's interesting. Cause I, I'll get that from people. And like, for me, the, the 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 delivery is irrelevant right the, it's just story itself so here's what i mean by that we can it can be a story that ends up being horror that's okay the 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 flow the the emotional beats the twists and turns the desires all that are still the same you have somebody who's except in horror movies a lot of times it's a the the plot is a lot more simpler survive the night defeat the monster right like like but in when the when the plot is that simple the characters become so much more in depth like you get into the reason why there's a monster for that particular character right and and what they have to do internally to defeat the external monster Right. It's what's it's a manifestation of what's happening on the inside that creates the external monster. So you can't defeat it outside. You have to defeat it inside. And once you defeat it inside, then the means how to defeat it and externally is are is presented to you. So so it's the same journey as somebody that wants to become the heavyweight champion of the world, like a Rocky. Right. It's 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 there's really no difference for the story itself. The genre that we release it in can be whatever. You can make the same thing funny. It could be hilarious, right? So you think of a movie like Hitch, right? The character's wound, Will's character's wound in Hitch was that he was in love with a girl who was not in love with him and he did everything the right way and she still cheated on him with somebody else and then made fun of him, right? Because if you remember, he's crying and he's like, just tell me what I did. And the dude leans over, moves the girl. So it's even worse that it's the dude she's with, leans over and says, man, you doing it right now. Damn, <laughs> right? And he's heartbroken. And the audience goes, oh, <laughs> right? 
So you took something that it, it could have easily been a drama. We just changed the music and changed how we present it. And now the audience is like, <laughs> right? It's the exact same thing. It's just about how you deliver it. So that's a very long way to say, for me, it's irrelevant how we, how we deliver it. The work doesn't change. What you have to do for the story doesn't change, no matter what genre it's in. Wow. I love that. I love that. This is a masterclass. Um, so I love, I love what you said, right? And even like going through the different, the different ranges of, of, of genres and like, I can see there's this like colorful creativity in you that is just bursting where you probably see like everything's possible. There's, there, 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 there's nothing that we can't do and and you 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 live that because you 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 see big productions and you you're involved in them and you're also living in a place where it's normal mm -hmm. um so i'm guessing in terms of like being in a place where there's so many productions resources and 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 things like that when you caleb come up with an idea mm -hmm. like all right cool yep oh this 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 is gonna bang yep i love this mm -hmm. what's What's the process like to go and get it made? Because, you know, I know not every idea, you know, is fortunate enough to, to mm -hmm. go into development and then get made. But what's that process like for you? Um, okay, so if it was me, first I have to come up with the idea. Yeah. Then you have to break the story. And it's usually through the character, your main character, right? So say I have all of this and I got the idea. Okay, great. Now I have to find a writer. If it's a television show, I have to find a showrunner. That is the person that the network or studio would trust to write and deliver the show. Writing it and producing it are two very different things. So a showrunner is a person that is supposed to be able to do both things, that they'll trust with a million dollars to make this thing. But say if it's a movie, I still need to find a writer, right? Find a find, So find a writer to deliver. So say now I have the writer and we're going to go. So then this, this step would be, and I can make attachments in this moment. So attachments are not only just your writer, that's a must, but you could attach a director. Right. You could attach a piece of talent, which is what and that just means like an actor. Right. So and all that does is strengthen your package. So when you go to a studio, you make your your meal look prettier than everybody else's because you have a different quality of food on the plate. Right. So so say I got a great director, a great actor and a, and a, and a writer attached. Now we still have to go out and sell it. Right. And if we sell it, then what happens is they would pay the writer to write a script. And that's not always sometimes a writer can write it on spec. And that just means write it for free and go to sell the script. But that's a whole other thing. But just just say this is the normal way. So then we go out and we pitch it to sell it. So say a place buys it. So a studio wants to make this project. Then they would pay the writer to write. If it's TV, a pilot or if it's a movie, the script. Right. And then you would write it and take notes and do it until the studio believes it's great and ready to go. And that's what they call a green light when they'll make it or tragedy, not going to make it. Um, we're we're passing. Right. And the project is essentially theirs. And once they pay for a script, they now own it. So it goes into a place called turnaround. So you could take the project, but you have to pay the, the previous studio their money back for what they spent on it. So you need another studio to say, OK, we love it. We'll pay what they spent 
to get it. And that's, and then, then you go from there. So that's pretty much the process. It sounds a lot easier <laughs> than how it's done because attacking people isn't always easy. Um, all of, all of those things, but that is essentially what it would be. If you have zero attachments, you have to have a writer, right? At minimum, you have to have a writer just to go in you and the writer is the base level and you can still sell and have success with that. You know what I mean? It's just, but it's, it's a lot different now because streaming changed the business. See before streamers, that was more easier to do. Now you, you need the package because everything they're getting is packaged, right? Has a director and an A-list star at minimum, minimum B level. And what I mean by B, not in the like lower than it's just a difference. So there's A-list is a Tom Cruise, but you could get somebody that, is a great actor that isn't as big of a movie star as Tom was, right? But so, but they'll still buy it with that person starring because that person still generates views and can get people to turn or buy that certain streamer to watch that movie or that show. So like a Kevin Spacey, right? He's not B, in my opinion, at all, as far as his acting ability. But as far as selling, he's not Tom Cruise, right? So, but what he was able to do with House of Cards, he basically built Netflix on House of Cards, and that was with Kevin Spacey, right? So, so it's, it's, it, it, as long as somebody is famous in some sort of way, like a known face, they 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 matter when it comes to streamers because their business is in box office. Their business is is um, subscribers. So that changes the way it flows. And that also changes the movie business on the film side, because now actors are, are have so many more more options and so many other. You know, so it's harder for studios now because a movie studios will always ask when you when you send a a project, they'll say, well, why does this need a theatrical release? Why can't this just be on Netflix? Right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a reason to let the executive know why this deserves a theatrical release as opposed to just going straight to Netflix because that's how the business has changed now. That's why you only see superhero movies. That's why you only see um, movies that are like remake or retelling or an addition to a world that you've already known, right? Because they need IP that is recognizable because new IP outside of horror or comedy usually doesn't work. Like they don't want to take a big risk and fail and lose all that money on something that nobody knows. At least if it fails, they can say, well, it was Mission Impossible 35. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? So that's just, just so you understand what I mean, like as far as the business and how those things change and why it's important to package and have all of those things. I love that. I love that. Thank you for the breakdown. Um, so as I mentioned, right, obviously like we're in the UK um, and whilst there's like loads of opportunities and things are definitely changing, like even just down to the size of the population um, and the number of broadcasters and opportunities here, like it's less. Um, but there's still amazing talent, like amazing writers, mm -hmm. directors and, and more importantly, stories that still need to be told. Absolutely. Um, I want to know, right, you might not have the answer to this, but it would be just interesting to get your thoughts, right? Like, how would amazing creatives that have got ideas that can definitely travel, like, get them over to the States? Well, one, the best way is through social media because everybody's connected. It gets rid of the ocean. It, it puts everybody on the same timeline time and everything, yeah. like, through social media. So what I mean by that is you can, you can shoot something and post it. 
You can you can get on your page and talk about your 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 story, your thing. You can DM somebody directly. You could Ted Sarandos, who is the CEO, the boss of Netflix, is on IG. You literally could DM Ted directly. I don't know if he'll read it, but what if he does? And what if and what if he sees it? Right, like like there's so much more opportunity now. Before you had to be here. Now you do not. All you need is a phone. <laughs> you know what I mean, or an Apple Watch, or an iPad. Like you just need a, you just need some um, 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 Wi-Fi, and you're good. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's literally, it's literally that right now. So that's what I would say. Like, if you really believe in something, you have something. Use social media. Try to reach out to people. DM people. People. Not everybody's gonna respond. All that, but you, you can actually do something. You can shoot something and post it. That's what happened with the show Bel Air. The guy Morgan, the creator yeah. of, of, of that, um, well, the, yeah, so what, what Morgan did was he shot a trailer of what the dramatic version of Fresh Prince would be, and it got to Will, and Will saw it, and so that's how it got to on Peacock and becomes a show. So Morgan essentially changed his life by, by betting on himself, creating a trailer, and he didn't even do it like to think something was going to happen. He did it because he was like, this would be dope. Like, could you imagine this? And did it. And then it changed everything, right? So that's what I mean. You you could do the same thing. It's like if you believe in something, you got an iPhone now. You 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 uh, iPhone is damn near um, um, a movie quality camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can definitely shoot a short. You can shoot something on your iPhone. And if if there's any nugget of talent where somebody sees something, it could change everything for you. You know what I mean? And and for anybody that's in it, a girl that's pretty, a dude that's in shape, a guy that, you know, whatever, the DP that lit it a certain way that, how'd you do that on an iPhone? Now you got a job. Like, like yeah. it changes everything. So I would say through social media could really be, it's the best way to, to, to shrink the, the distance, so to speak. I love that. I love that. Look at the wisdom. Um, so like given all of the different amounts of like productions and 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 projects that you've been on right mm -hmm. and even like the development process because mm -hmm. i don't want to ignore that mm -hmm. what would you say is the hardest part for you um as a producer getting a production off the ground it's getting the green light because the green light is out of your control as a creator right anything can happen to change it so what i mean is you can have the best script period. It's, oh my God, no, no notes. Everybody loves it. The actors are ready. The, the, the director's ready, everything. And then the studio says, um, I know we were going to make that, but, um, the business is kind of changing and this tone of movie kind of doesn't work for the audience right now. So we're not going to green. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to hold it. And now you thought you were about to be working. You were about to make some money. You were about to go. You thought it was going to happen. And like that, it changes. That happened to me with a project that I had with a studio. It was ready to go. I had the actress ready. Every The script was fire. It was like, let's go. The studio called me the week before, said, looks like we're going to start going in June. We're going to need y'all to go over here, start pre-production. I'm like, yeah, we got everything ready. And then I get a call the week before we're supposed to leave from the guy that was running the studio. I'm like, yo, yo, what's the deal, baby? He's like, Caleb. I'm like, what's up? He was like, tragedy. I was like, like, what you mean, like, tragedy? Like, like you got fired? What, what's the deal? <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm good. We not making your movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's like, 
that's part of the business. And it's like, he's like, look, I would love to, but this is happening and this is changing and the way this is moving, our projections are. So we had to not, so this one, eh, right? So there it was, right? And no issue with the script. I did every, everything was right. So you can do everything right and the business can make it so you don't make your movie, right? Then there could be times where, cause it's, it's like, your movie's not even really ready. It's just this and that, but they need something. And they're like, hey, remember that movie? Yeah, we're going to make it. Can you be ready in three months? Um, uh, uh, y- yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So it, it, it could be anything. So I would definitely say the business itself, the green light is always the hardest part because it's, it's, it's so elusive and anything can change at any moment to make it not go when you thought it was. Wow, that is that. Yeah, that sounds like a journey in itself. Oh man. yeah, one thousand um, percent. And I guess so. Like with with Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. which you did get the green light for yes, many sir. green lights. Yes, sir. Um, like that. That show's been like a phenomenal success. Mm-hmm. Like, how did that come about? Um. Okay. So it it happened. Um. Cause my, my, my agency, I'm repped at CAA and the showrunners, John, Josh and Hayden, shout out to John, Josh and Hayden. They're repped at CAA as well. And I got a call one day from my agent saying, Hey, I got these guys. Have you ever seen hot tub time machine? I'm like, of course. They're like, okay, you know, those kids, those guys, they did the Harold and Kumar. I'm like, yeah. Okay. They got an idea to do like, it's like they follow the book. I don't know. They just call it Cobra Kai. They just want to do something. Will you hear it? Right. Because at the time, the company that I worked for, Overbrook, controlled the, the, the rights to the Karate Kid world because we had we had did the remake with my nephew and Jackie Chan years yeah. prior. So Sony yeah, yeah. still let that. And we were at the time developing Karate Kid 2 for my nephew. So 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 they had to get our permission to basically make the show. They couldn't do it without us because we controlled the rights. So they came and um, and they pitched me and I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, this is going to work. We got it. So, but I had to figure out a way to get, so studios are, are, you would think they're together, but they're not. There's different divisions. So they're separate. So television at Sony is not the same as the film side at Sony. So I had to figure out a way to get the film side at Sony to let the, to let the television side make Cobra Kai. And they could, they could have said no. Right. And they did at first. And then I had to make, I had to make some moves and shower shoes and put some paint where they ain't to make it happen. And it did. And so, and so um, that was, that was how, how that, that came about. And then we took it out and um, everybody passed on it except, uh, Netflix and YouTube Red. YouTube Red wanted to go straight to series. Netflix didn't pass, but they wanted a pilot. They said, write a pilot first and let us see if these guys could write. Because at the time, John, Josh, and Hayden were not showrunners. They had only written movies. And so at the time, then it was still segregated. Television writers are not film writers and film writers are not TV writers. So what you did on television means, I mean, on film means nothing in the TV world and vice versa at the time. Now it's starting to blend more because you're seeing social, social um, streaming streamers changed all of that. So now you're having, you know, big time directors, film directors doing TV shows and, uh, you know, like it's all mixed now. But before it wasn't. So they wanted to be sure that John, Josh and Hayden could write for TV. But YouTube Red was like, we don't care. We want the show. And I, I, I made the executive decision that that's where we're going. 
to a whole lot of people mad at me and we did it, but it worked out. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So, you know, like, cause starting off on YouTube, I really see that as like one of the shows that, um, if not the show that really helped to propel YouTube red at the time. Yes. Um, I know it's probably not so much a focus, uh, for them, but yeah, it was, it was phenomenal, but like, how, what was it like going from YouTube over to Netflix? Well, the, the biggest difference was the, the power. Cause Netflix was, is a conglomerate. They're the biggest streamer, right? It's like, cause they've been doing it the longest. So it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different experience in the sense of you have a big, big corporation behind it pushing it you know what i mean versus youtube red they are because they're they were owned by google but google don't do tv google makes maps google is you know other things so they're like and that's why they let youtube red go they're like you know it doesn't really you know help us in any way right so it wasn't it's not their main bread breadwinner but netflix doesn't make cell phones they don't make maps all they make is content film and television, right? So it's 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 way more a thing for them. And it's one of their top 5 biggest shows in the history of the platform. So it oh yeah. So it 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 you get a lot of love and a lot of um push when you're successful on a conglomerate like a Netflix um um platform. You 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 definitely get feel the love. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, like five seasons is that is that that's phenomenal to get past two and potentially even three is one thing. But five. is Yeah, we got five in the can and we're starting and we're on season six right now. Man. So what is it is is it ever going to end? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is our last season in this, okay, in okay, this, okay, in okay, this okay. rendition. This is this is the mm. last season, but the Karate Kid is a universe. It's a world like the guys could choose to do all kinds of stuff inside the 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 Karate Kid world. So this may end, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the Karate Kid universe or world. You know what I mean? But it's so yeah. so it it will always exist. It could always you know come on, but you know it's 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 just everything has to come to an end at some point. And then, you know, we, 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 we continue forward, but I'm just happy. It was that people told me this was never going to work. It was corny. It was whack. Nobody was going to watch this. What am I doing? It's the dumbest thing I could have ever done. All of that right up until it hit. Then it was, Oh, I always knew it was going to work. When Caleb called me, I just knew it was like, yeah, okay. Well, we'll keep that between you and I, what you really said. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. That perseverance, nice, no, real. It's real. It's real. Um, so you've got the final, the final series of Cobra Kai, right? Um, just for speaking with you with this brief amount of time, I know you're always working on something. Mm-hmm. So what else? What else have you got that you can speak about? Um, in 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 the pipeline. Well, um, what I'm doing right now. I have I have a feature film that I want to direct that I've been writing for 15 years. Like it's just it's one of those that's normal in Hollywood, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, that I that I want to direct that I'm that I'm doing. It's a Romeo and Juliet type story um, yep. based in um, in in uh, Los Angeles in the 90s. Um, just a time period that I 
that I was a teenager in. So I yeah. want I, I have I have that. That's like my baby that I'm working on. But I also have a also have an animated project and I'm super excited about that. I created, came up with, and I'm currently writing with a writer friend of mine that we're that we're building out that I'm really excited about that I um, I'm looking to take out within the next uh, few few months. So that's good. Um because we're getting back on our feet in the business like where we're starting to get back out and selling animation is different we always could have taken that out um but yeah. i had to get it get it get it together and i'm i'm actually writing this one instead of giving yeah. my ideas to others because i just feel like mm. it's that time in my life where i got to i got to start um betting on myself in more in in a in a more profound way than what i've um than what i have been I hear you. I love that. I love that. I love that. Ah, uh, Caleb, it's been a pleasure catching up me. with you. Um, I'm sure it's not it's not our last time, but yeah, no. Thanks for the wisdom, the 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 inspiration, the enthusiasm. It's 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 been amazing, and long may your success continue, bro. Thank you, sir. 